In this episode, I sit down with my good friend, Erica Valenzuela. She shares with us her inspiring life story, including a near-death experience. She explains how this experience, along with sports and being a mother, inspire her to be the best version of herself possible. We talk about reinventing yourself, of course, going to therapy, and getting out of your comfort zone and really creating a life that you truly love. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I am so jazzed because I am here with my friend, Erica Valenzuela. And as I am introducing her, I want to tell you a quick story about how I met Erica. So I cannot remember how many years ago it was. It would have been three or four. And I was preparing for uh, a figure competition. So I will be going to the gym early in the morning to do cardio. And Erica was always there, always there training clients. And because I trained the old school way, I would also go back in the evening and either lift weights or do more cardio, <laughs> insert big fat eye roll, and Erica would be there still training clients. And I was like, <laughs> this girl works her ass off. In addition to that, I remember the gym, there were classes upstairs and whatever, normal class attendance, but whenever night you taught boot camp, droves droves of people were coming into the gym to go to your class. And I was like, this gal, there is something really special about her. And so this is what I do when I see somebody like that. I like kind of weasel my way in so I can make friends with them. Cause I'm like, clearly I need to know this person. And so I started talking to you one day and I was right. You are absolutely amazing. And I remember talking to you about, you were like, you had worked all day long. You were going to go get your daughter and then you were going to come back to work. And I was like, Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So do you, do you remember that? Uh, I do, actually, yes. Um, I, what's funny is I remember kind of almost like, it's funny to experience the same thing in different ways, but I remember just seeing you busting your butt in the gym and literally just being like, who does BOSU burpees by themselves when, when no one is telling them to? Like, what is it? Why is someone like, I look around you like is someone have a gun to her head because that's that's rude but like who does that what a, what a weirdo the person I am what a weirdo I have to be her friend what a weirdo oh my gosh yeah so before I dive any deeper Erica tell us about yourself so I know you're a personal trainer you own your own business I know you're a mom what what else do you do so tell me your intro what is it that you do in life Oh my gosh, what is it that I do in life? <laughs> well, uh, day to day, I'm a mother first. That's, uh, that's my number one. I mean, um, Aaliyah is 11 years old and um, she is just literally my everything. Everything I do is because of her, is inspired by her. Um, she, she's just the coolest kid and I just want to, you know, go on this journey with her and help her become the best version of herself all while learning about myself and becoming the best version of me too. So she's been a big part of who, you know, Erica is. Um, so yeah, she really inspired me. I was a personal I've been training for about what, 11, no, 10 years now, I think it's been. And yeah, I did the 5 a.m.s where I opened the gym, right? And that kind of morphed into starting to train and training at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Then it was, you know, getting home at 8 p.m. And as your kid gets older, they start playing sports or doing the extracurriculars. And it was like, oh, man, like, I don't want to miss anything that this kid does. It's awesome, whether she's serious about it or not, whether it's just a thing like an extra hobby. So it really became time for me to think about, you know, how to live this life of what I love to do, but also what I 
most love to do, which is be around Aaliyah. Because we got to make money, right? Exactly. We got to make money so, yeah. for our children. Right. Exactly. So, and I'm just a, I'm a firm believer in, you know, there's a way, there's a way to do what we love and also being there for our kids. And it's, it's so important to show up for them. I mean, I, I can't, um, express enough, like how much it meant to me to have my parents at every single game of, of mine. I, I honestly don't think they missed anything unless we were out of state. But other than that, I mean, it just means the world to, to kids. And so, to, to just be able to look to your left or right and see your parents out there cheering you on. I think um, that's the best. So um, it was, it was important for me to be there for her, but yeah. So um, I start decided to start my own business and uh, training people out of my, you know, I call it a, a gym shed, yeah. a glorified she shed, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So yeah, my clients come back there and train with me. So yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. And Aaliyah's home on the weekends and she gets to meet all my clients and kind of be a part of it. And she really gets to see mom work, you know, and that's one of the, the coolest parts of it too. She gets to see that I, I made that happen. You know, that was not cheap. Uh, that was not easy. And it was, it was so stressful because the way I kind of had to leave something that was so comfortable. Yeah. Um, and, and um, just so, like, you knew it was there you know, and even today, there are times when I'm like, I was making pretty good money. I could go back, but my quality of life wasn't exactly there, you know, from, like you said, you'd see me at five in the morning, but then you'd see me at 8 p.m., Mm -hmm. and that was just, it was unfair to me and to Aaliyah and to my partner, so it was just, yeah, too much. Too much. Well, and so as you were speaking, I had to write down notes because there's like five things that I want to touch on. (laughs) First off, talking about being at your children's events, you know, as a child, I don't, as a teenager, I don't even think I appreciated it as much, but now looking back, same scenario, but now I know they had to leave work early. They had to travel, you know, from Kansas City to some smaller town, you know, three hours away during work hours, and it does mean a lot, and I want to talk about influence in just a moment, but you're right. It means the world to know that someone is there supporting you. It does. I mean, the world is, is kind of bumming me out these days because it's almost like we, we make it, we have to make money, right? We, we just have to. Um, and it's very expensive to live right now. It, it is unreal. And it makes me sad because uh, there are so many kids out there that don't get their parents to be there. And, and the, the reason why is so unfair. And it's just because we have to make money um, in order to be there. I mean, that seems, seems so unfair, you know? So yeah, I just, it, I really had to set out to make this life for me and her to just make sure that I, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do what I can. It might be hard at first, like this next venture that I have, I might have to miss some stuff, but in the long run, it's, it's gonna, it's going to be better for everyone, Absolutely. you know? And that, and that's what really stinks. It makes me, makes me sad, but it's definitely, I think we can all do it. Um, especially in this world that we live in today, there are benefits to how the world is kind of morphing. (laughs) So there are definitely, there are more chances to own our own businesses in my opinion, and more ways to get creative with how to make money. Absolutely. But like you said, um, you have to be willing to leave something that's so comfortable like I understand, oh like we need insurance and uh, your biweekly paycheck is also very comfortable, but at what cost, you right. know, are you having to miss kids games? Are you having, can you not work out because your work schedule sucks the life out of you? Like I, that's another reason I wanted to chat with you is because anything is possible. I do, I do believe anything is possible. You just have to figure out a way to make it work. And people are, they're getting locked into those jobs that they hate, feeling like they can't change, but, but you can, like you're living proof. I'm living proof. You can change. Right. Right. It was, um, it was so difficult to leave. And, um, I mean, you, you really had, as I'm looking at ducks right now, you really had to line up your ducks and, um, make sure that, um, you were, that I, I was, I was ready to completely do this. And man, those, uh, I call them demons would, would really get to you and talk to you and say, Hey, like, 
everything's consistent right now. You're comfortable. You're fine. You know, you do have insurance. Like, what, what are you doing? And it was like, you know, no, no, because uh, unfortunately, although I'm so very thankful for my journey, it was necessary. I learned a lot of what I know now, my sales, um, pitches, everything um, from customer service. Uh, it, it was necessary for my journey. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there was a time when you just feel like another person and you're like, I'm not, I'm not just another person. The, the people that come here, I can full heartedly say they came for me yes. and, and not just another trainer. It was, they came to train for me. They came to Erica's class. And so it was, it was one of those things where I was like, I can, I can do this. Stop stop talking, you know, about yourself this way, you know, and it, it's still one of those things I'm definitely working on, but yeah, we, uh, it, I, I was so excited to just, to just get out of there and finally. And now I'm like, oh, if I would have done that like three years ago, but no, but it was, you never know like who you met or what lesson you learned yeah. in the time, three, three years time. Oh well, my gosh. The other thing also is, um, you know, you said, Aaliyah is seeing you. She sees you work. And I think that's really, really powerful too, because they're always watching no matter what. And so we're setting an example. I feel by her seeing you do this, she's going to know, like, I can do anything. I can break social norms. I can be an entrepreneur because what I've been learning is you know, the schools, they don't teach entrepreneurship. I didn't know about entrepreneurship. I don't come from entrepreneurs. But I do have this entrepreneurial mindset, as do you. And it's just showing your daughter a whole other way to do life. It doesn't have to right. be what we've been taught. Yeah, I think it's, it's so cool. Yeah, and like not to toot like our own horns, but it is. It is one of the coolest things to, um, you know, we, we go through this, you know, the, the American way of school, of the school system. And to be honest, it just didn't work for me. You could find me in school being like, uh, <laughs> So in order to play in my games, I have to get good grades. Like that's literally the only driving force behind me. <laughs> and so, yeah, now I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> that's what motivated you. You had to get there. You had to get your good grades so you could play yeah. basketball. Literally, seriously, it really was volleyball or basketball if I didn't have the grades. And not the grades for like school standards, yes. but for my parents' standards. Uh-huh. And if I, yeah, and if I didn't have the grades for my parents' standards, my mom was in there talking to the coach saying, she's not playing tonight. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, is right. So embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. So Wildly let's touch on, <laughs> on your athletic prowess. So yeah. you are an athlete. Um, tell me about sports growing up, volleyball and basketball. They were your main ones. Yes. Volleyball, basketball, and I ran track. Um, yeah, it was my everything. It yeah. truly was. Uh, basketball was just, you know, that was the Michael Jordan era to where like I grew up with Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant was just coming on the scene. He was my biggest crush. I mean, so I really got to watch the greats. Um, in my opinion, people will argue, but um, I'm, I'm talking, I would, I would literally just watch Michael Jordan on TV and then go outside and copy what he was doing. Oh. You know, it was just my favorite thing to do. Um, and like I would practice um, you can see, you can pull it up on YouTube, um, his 1996 game-winning shot against Utah Jazz. And I can tell you that it was raining outside in Colorado. And when he shot that shot and jumped in the air and pounded his chest, I went outside in the rain doing the exact same thing. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. And I'm like, what, 10 years old? So yeah. And I just, it was something, one of those things that I was very naturally good at, very naturally gifted when it comes to, um, when it comes to sports. Uh, but yeah, it was something that I had to work at and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting better. You couldn't, you couldn't tell me to come inside. <laughs> so it was, it was a blast. So do you, obviously, I feel like sports are so great for learning life principles and life lessons. Do you oh apply gosh. things that you learn playing sports to your everyday oh life? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's something I always talk to my daughter about also. She just recently had not the best experience 
with a coach, but um, she had to learn from it. It was a huge lesson, but basically, um, you know, she, the, the way she was talked to by some of the coaches wasn't the most constructive way. Um, and unfortunately, me and my partner were both basketball players. So you're kind of screwed when you get us as parents because we're just, <laughs> we're like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, we could kind of tell that the way the coach was talking to her was uh, not in the most positive way. And trust me, we're all for getting after our daughter if she's not, you know, doing the things she's supposed to do, hustling, respect, um, anything like that. We're just plain old working hard. However, the expectations were never even set. So how is she ever supposed to know, you know, where she's supposed to be? And uh, for me, just growing up as an athlete, I mean, you have multiple coaches, um, which in the future is multiple bosses. Mm -hmm. Um, You learn so many different uh, coaching styles, teaching styles, and then managerial styles. Um, you learn how to work with teammates, work, work with people that you might not vibe with. Um, and you, you meet some of the most important people in your life as well. And which is one of the, one of the best parts about it, right? Some of my very best friends come from sports. So yeah, yeah there's, there's so many things, adversity, um, learning how to lose, learning how to fail. That's, so important especially for our kids today I mean you have to fail and you have to cope with it Mm -hmm. and I I think that's one of the biggest issues we have for our children today is they they're they're struggling at learning how to fail they're Mm -hmm. struggling at uh, screwing up and 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 being like well shit (laughs) let's move on and that's that you know um and they're resorting to just unhealthy ways of of coping I don't even think I can say coping because that's not what coping means, but you know, like they're not even dealing with it, but sports, I'm huge on sport and not just sports, like do band if that's what you're good at, you know what I mean? Find what it is that you like and and do it Mm -hmm. and, and work at it. And if you fail, if you fall, get back up again, try again, you know, but yeah, yeah, I I think it's so important. It's, it is. And I, I, want, I want to talk about this in a second in regards to how it pertains to your clients, but people are so afraid to try something new just because they're afraid they're going to fail. Well, yeah, you're not going to be good at it right away. I did a workshop this weekend, which was a new style of movement for me. Of course I failed. I didn't know what was going on, but <laughs> I on myself just because I couldn't do the things like you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. With you and your basketball career, I know that so, so something happened. <laughs> you were supposed to go to college and play basketball. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had already played at Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, I, we could talk for literally <laughs> the article that came out yesterday was a very little like touch on what had happened in my life. But um, a little bit prior to, uh, I would say the end of my freshman year at Metro State, um, I had decided to talk to my biological mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm adopted. Um, I had not, I had been self-harming myself for years since I was probably 13 years old. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, and just, it was something I had learned about probably when I was about 13 and it's oddly enough, it was something that I turned to and that it like, it, it sounds crazy, but it was like a, an actual release. And, um, it was something that, you know, I wasn't proud of, but I didn't, I wasn't showing it off. I think a lot of people, you know, these days it's a cry for help. Um, for me, it was truly a release. I would cover them up. You would, you would have never known. Um, and I finally decided that, you know, I need to, I need to find out what's going on. Why, why am I hurting? Yeah. You know, and I needed to talk to uh, my biological mom mm-hmm. and who I've known my entire life, but I oh, didn't really? find out. Yeah. But I didn't find out till I was 13 that she was my biological mom. So she is my dad's sister. And so it was an in-family adoption. Okay. So, so my mom had me and then she gave me to her brother. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of a complicated story, but. <laughs> <laughs> notes. 
Yeah, take notes. Um, and so, yeah, so I reached out to her because I was hurt. You know, she has a son. He's eight years younger than me. So he that makes him my half-brother, so different father. And um, I was hurt. I couldn't understand, you know, why, like, why not me? Yeah. You know, and, and in this process, I, like, you know, at that time, I'm 19 years old, 18, 19. So I'm not smart enough to realize, Erica, you know, it's eight years difference. Do you yeah. imagine how much life happens in eight years? Like, you can't possibly think that was him over you, you know, but in a sense, it was it literally is this thing is in my head is constantly why? Why not? Why didn't you keep me? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just doesn't it's not that easy of a story. You know, she wasn't in a healthy relationship at the time. And, um, the, the male just wasn't good to her, told her not to bring me home. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah, that's, that's kind of how that, that went. So my parents were actually, uh, looking to adopt, uh, luckily enough. And so, yeah, they, they turned out they adopted me. So Kind of see this. I mean, looking back at it, yeah, out for yeah, absolutely. I would I would not be the same person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I um I am very happy and proud of who I am. It's been a journey, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy. So I I went on this journey to talk to her and kind of you know, hash out what had, what had happened and really know the true story. Mm -hmm. And in that, my parents got upset and they felt that, you know, it was a slap in the face and that I kind of took them for granted. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't the case at all, but you know, I can understand the hurt on everyone's level. Um, (laughs) sure. Still trying to understand it, but therapy's for <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> therapy is sexy everyone um and so yeah it was just such a tough year and then my grandma had passed and I was like you know what screw it I'm done yeah like, my parents aren't talking to me I'm embarking on a new relationship with my biological mom like it was crazy and I was like I'm I'm done basketball was my safe place and it suddenly game this non-safe place in in an odd way that was my escape and all of a sudden it just turned out to be like you know what no like I I had hit rock bottom probably like that was like you know what forget it I'm done yeah and um so yeah so fast forward met a guy Mm -hmm. had Aaliyah guy disappeared off the face of the earth (laughs) guy came back a few times but he doesn't know any better so you know when you reached out to your biological mom you were 18 yeah yeah and then when you had Aaliyah, you were i was 21 21 okay mm-hmm. yeah when i get when i gave birth to her yeah and so i um so during this time i had a little stint in barbados i was asked to play on the usa team okay and i got to go i got to go out there when i was i it must have been 19 okay um and so I got to go out there and represent USA and play. Um, it was awesome. Met so many people. There was a men's team and there were two, uh, there were two men's teams and there was one female team. Met a bunch of people and one guy, uh, he had met me. He loved me. He told me, he told his coach about me and was like, you got to get this girl. She doesn't play for anyone right now. And you got to recruit her and, and get her out here. Yeah. So I'm talking to this coach, super excited to come play for him. And uh, fast forward, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, talk to the coach. He wants me to come out and play for him. I'm excited. Why not um, start something fresh? Um, during this time, I'm dating this guy who happens to be my, be my daughter's father. And there we go. So I had my daughter <laughs> and he disappeared. I mean, he literally just fell off the face of the earth. And so, yeah. So unfortunately had to make the phone call. Hey, I'm having a baby. And this guy, this coach, he was incredible. He said, it's okay. He goes, you don't know about me. He goes, but I had my kid when I was young and had a good coach reaching out to me and gave me a second chance. He said, so it's okay. You have your daughter. 
And he goes, and once you have her, you come out here. Oh my and God, I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, and I, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was such a great guy. And so had my daughter reached out to him and it was go time, you know, <laughs> signed up to, to go play. And I, I can remember feeling so tired and I think it was just, I, I chucked it up to being like, well, of course you have a baby. The father is nowhere to be found. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of course you're tired. You're lethargic. You're depressed. Duh. Um, turns out I have pneumonia. Oh shit. And I didn't find out until six weeks after the move. So I'm trying, I'm, you know, moving to my life, my daughter, everything to this town I've never been in, to Kansas City. And I, like, I literally can't even tell you if it's Missouri or Kansas. Like, I can't, I can't even articulate that for you. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I met my coach. I don't remember anything. I don't remember. I met his wife, his kids. Don't remember. I woke up back in Colorado six weeks later from a coma. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so crazy. Like you, you made the trip out to Kansas city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but beyond that, you don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, what? so the emails, so I have emails to my very best friend and it literally says stuff like, it feels like an elephant is standing on my chest. Like, I don't know what to do. There's emails that say, hey, I'm going into the hospital. <laughs> don't remember any of it at all. And she's just on standby, like, what? <laughs> were you, okay, were you in the hospital in Kansas City or in Colorado? I was. I was in the hospital first in Kansas City. And then I would have died there 100%. They just did not have the technology. Um, so they flew me back here. Was your daughter with you at that time? My parents apparently drove her back. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So they flew back to Colorado Mm -hmm. and you woke up from your coma six weeks later? Yes. Then what? And then spent, so I spent a total of three months in the hospital. Um, and people ask me all the time, like, did you see stuff? And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't see the Lord. I didn't see anything. (laughs) No one talked to me. Uh, (laughs) nothing cool like that. Dang it. (laughs) Um, but I do remember, I do remember, um, being asked, um, cause I had already coded and which, uh, yeah. So I remember them asking me to sign the DNR which is basically the do not resuscitate. So in that, they ask you, you know, how long do you want us to, you know, work on you basically after you code? And I was like, I mean, you you make sure I'm dead. You know, (laughs) make sure you guys. Yeah, like, I don't. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Um, So, and I remember my mom holding my wrist to sign the DNR because I had absolutely no, arm strength. I mean, it was six weeks of just, yeah, just bedridden and, you know, not working my muscles in any way, shape or form. So yeah, I, I mean, and I, I, I don't remember exactly how many times they had to explain to me what had happened to me, but, um, my dad had, uh, he had recorded, um, the majority of it because the doctors had said, if she, if she survives this, she'll never believe what happened so they encouraged him to record it and he did he got some some really cool cool now footage yeah um but it's yeah it's it's crazy what it's crazy what the human body can do for sure absolutely so you went from this elite athlete Mm -hmm. to being bedridden for three months losing all like oh gosh bone and strength 113 pounds is what I weighed and I'm a solid 155 well that's being generous <laughs> like 160 right now <laughs> so yeah um, how tall are you 5'9 wow 113 yeah. pounds so what happens after three months like um literally the uh, 
<laughs> just the worst time that I think I've ever experienced because I had to move back in with my parents. Um, Were you speaking at that time, speaking to them? Was I, um, no. It was weird because all they got was a phone call, hey, I'm moving to go play. And they said, okay, well, then we'll help you move. <laughs> they drove me out to Kansas. Everyone's back in Colorado. Fast forward, all of a sudden, their child's almost dying. And then, boom, I live back with them. You know, so it was, it was crazy. I was on a 50-foot oxygen cord. I was having to sit in the bathtub on this, you know, on this, like, handicapped chair and, you know, can't even hold my daughter because I weigh 113 pounds and she's getting bigger and yeah I just didn't have the strength for it but yeah it was it was so hard and then literally being told you know from there where where do I go from here what do I like I just don't play basketball ever again like that's and it, it's it was truly like that's what I was about to go back to do you know what I mean like so what what's what's the point yeah and I think um that was so hard but I now being 33 you know 10 years later it it was it was the whole point you know it was like <laughs> you had to go through that to understand that you weren't just a basketball player mm-hmm. so stop thinking that you know mm-hmm. um so yeah, it, it's it was it was such a crazy journey. Um, I was told I'd be on oxygen for the rest of my life. It wasn't even wasn't even what eight months later until I kicked it completely. Um, thought I'd have to be on all this medicine for the rest of my life. I slowly weaned myself off without telling people. I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> yeah, and it was. Um, I mean. It was, I mean, some of it I couldn't, it was like seizure medicine and I wasn't sure, but then there was other stuff like anti-depression medicine and anti-anxiety and it was just like, forget it. So I just slowly weaned myself off of it. And so, yeah, now here we are all wise and shit. Yeah. All wise and shit. (laughs) I feel, so my mentor, um, Brenda Burchard, he talks about his near death experience and, you know, credits that to a lot of the, the drive that he has. Do you mm-hmm. feel that same way? Like, you, you know what can happen. You can lose everything in a second. Do oh, my gosh. Impact on the way you live your life now? Yeah. And, yeah, it seriously is, is like I said, like, it, it is the reason I am doing everything now, you know? Like, I can't even, it's going to make me cry. I didn't know I was going to stop it. <laughs> I'll try not to. Um, but yeah, losing, almost losing your life um, puts so many things into perspective. Um, and, you know, especially when you were harming yourself and, and basically taking your life for granted, I would say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and just not treating yourself the best way and, I would say there were a lot of factors that went into that, you know, I, I would encourage, and I, I do encourage, especially with my daughter, that she is so much more than an athlete. She's gifted 100%. That girl is, you know, she's a, she's a goddamn athlete. That is for sure. Um, but I want her to know that that is not all she is. Mm-hmm. And I think we get stuck in, in that sometimes when we see our kid, like kind of be good at one thing we kind of like try like, yeah, yeah, do that, do that some more, you know, or we want them, you know, I would love for her to play basketball, but if it's not for her, it's just not, and I have to take the L and it's, and it's all good, but it's so much more important to me now that I let her know that you are not just an athlete because we all experience that, right? We experience it when we get out of the army or like veterans, they don't know what to do because what do I do without this? Well, we got to figure it out athletes we get hurt all the time and what what do we do if I break my leg tear my ACL and I can't play anymore and it that's a real thing and um I appreciate so much that LeBron James he has um he has a campaign um more than an athlete mm-hmm. and I just love it so much you know you, you you have to understand that you are so much more and that's what I've come I mean 
not to say that I haven't found my passions within sports, Mm -hmm. within working out, within fitness, it all ties together, Mm -hmm. but I'm not just a basketball player. I'm not just a volleyball player, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's important that we, you know, we know that. And I, it's important for me to tell my child that. 100%. You know, also you work with clients too. And I see my clients also get attached to their old identities of I'm, I'm overweight but they're no longer overweight, but they still identify with that heavier set person. It's like, no, you are not that person anymore. Right. Right. The only way you can really change is you don't identify with it. Right. Or in the reverse (laughs) where they don't know who they are without being overweight. Yes. And those are the clients that I kind of get where you don't, you truly, I need you to understand uh, and, and truly dig deep. Do you want to lose this weight? Because if you don't know who you are without it, then you can never get there. No. You know, I, unfortunately I I came across a 16 year old that, um, she did, she struggled and she was like, well, I'm just the the funny fat girl at school. And I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Just so you know, Mm -hmm. you're funny. You're not the fat girl. But if that's how you keep identifying, you're never going to lose this weight. We no. can't put in that work. It just won't happen, no. you know, and it, and it made me so sad to, to hear that because we get stuck in these identities and we get, we're, um, we're fearful of letting go. And for me, it was like, you know, the universe or faith or whatever it is that you believe in God was like, listen, you're going to hold on to the fact that you think you're just a basketball player. Forget it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I have another path for you and you're not getting it. So, you know, it was a rough way to do it, but Some people need a little more <laughs> controlling than others. In my life, my life is, has been like that. Like there are times when just like, all right, you're not listening. I'm going to do it this way. Then it was like, okay. Like with friends, I'm like, I'll give you another chance. I'll give you another chance. Oh, you're not listening to me. Boom. And it's like, oh, wow, that friend can never be forgiven. (laughs) So, all right. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So speaking of your clients, what what are the majority of your clients like? Do you attract a certain type of person? Do you work with everybody? Tell me about that. Yeah, I would say I attract the clients that have a story to tell. And not to say that we all don't have a story to tell, but the ones that I am, I am like, there's more. Tell me, like, I'll have to like literally sit them down and be like, nope. Like, tell me what is going on. There's a bigger underlying reason for why you stopped working out, why you're starting to work out, like why you're here today, you know? And, um, I would say the stories are, um, they're, they're pretty serious. They're pretty intense. The, The clients that, um, I have and the things that they've been through. Um, I, I've learned more from my clients than probably they learned from me. Yeah. Um, and just on being resilient and overcoming, you know, I mean, I'm talking stories of, of rape and sexual assault, um, um, battery, um, you know, mental abuse. Um, I, I mean, the spectrum is insane from, you know, just being abused as a child and emotionally abused, anything, you know, that that's, that's who, who I usually attract where it's just something deeper that, you know, we could spend, you know, two, three hours just talking. Mm-hmm. Oh crap. We need to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. And, you know, people ask me a lot of time, like, how do I find a trainer? How do I find a coach? And that's one of the biggest things you got to look to that person that's like Erica, who's going to give you more than just a workout. Anybody out there can give you a workout. Right. Right. I'm assuming most people want more. I don't know. I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, you, it's, you have to connect. I mean, I always say when, when people seek me out, cause it's pretty much referral based. Yes. Um, and so when people seek me out, I always, give them that first free session always because I'm like we uh we have to make sure that we vibe and they're like oh okay and I'm like like one I have to make sure that I like you and two you have to make sure that you like me it's just as important because if I'm not vibing with you you're not gonna vibe with me and then all our vibes are thrown off (laughs) that's not fun that's not good and I 
listen, I am someone that absolutely loathes small talk. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to sit there and talk about nothing. It's boring. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what's going on with you because if I know you on a deeper level, I can train you better. Yes. You know what I mean? I can actually get to those little things that are going to tug on your heartstrings that are going to make you work harder mm-hmm. and make you want your goals more, you know, and, and maybe not even your goals. I, I think for a lot of people, they come in thinking, all right, three months and it's over. I'm just going to kill it. And that's that. And for me, I'm like, so you, that's what you thought. And that's cute and all. <laughs> then we have a wedding. Let's kill it. Let's do this. However, like we're still, I promise you, you're going to fall in love with this. You're going to fall in love with this lifestyle and we're going to make it so that it's just something that you can't live without now. Yeah. You know, so. Well, cause you're right. I mean, it, it truly is a lifestyle. It's not something you do to get ready for vacation or for a wedding. You have to adopt it and, and change who you are. It becomes that identity. I am someone who works out three times a week. I am someone who eats healthy meals. I'm not on a diet. This is who I am. Right. You have clients for long term. Yeah, gosh, I've had some clients since Bally's. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, do you remember when Bally's was open? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. That's where I met you. Yes, yes, yes. It hadn't quite turned over to 24 yet. So yeah, oh, I've yeah. had clients since then and they're like family now. And um, yeah, it's great. I love them. But those are the ones that are <laughs> successful. You know, they're mm-hmm. consistent and, you know, they're the ones that I think find what works for them, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what's just most important when I train is finding that those things, if, if not one thing, those things that work for you, you know, yeah. my most successful clients, they are, you know, they're dancing on, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays doing Zumba with their favorite, you know, instructor Miko, everybody knows Miko. Oh, <laughs> everybody in Arvada knows Miko. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So but yeah, like, and, and that's awesome. And before they came to me, they're like, well, that's all I did. And I'm not losing weight. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, like dancing's a blast. Trust me, you can get a workout, but not quite the workout that you want if we're going to drop some pounds. Right. So I'm like, keep doing that though. Supplement your workouts with that so that you don't end up hating me. <laughs> I don't want to take your Zumba away. I don't want to take your Ever. away, but let's be clear. It's not going to give you the ass that you want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. So yeah, do what you do, what you need to do to like, just move. You know what I mean? Like get out there and move your butt. So if it's shaking your ass, do it. I know. (laughs) How do, I mean, I've seen you train clients, but I've also seen you train different clients in different ways. Oh my gosh. Each person as they come. Yeah. So it literally is just, let's sit down, let's talk about you. And then it's that, you know, kind of seeing what they're capable of, you know, from there, you know, you got that initial fitness assessment, kind of seeing, you know, what their squat looks like and all that fun stuff. But I truly like to mix it up. I don't like to have, um, the whole, you know, we're going to, we're going to squat deadlift lunch period. That's all we're doing on this. And then we're going to do it again on Thursday. And then on arm day, we're going to do this. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll separate it into different days, but I'll also, I like to just kick your butt in so many different ways that you're never complacent. Like you're not, you're not like, Oh God, it's Thursday. We're going to squat for lunch and we're going to deadlift. Like I know what we're going to do. There's so many planes of motion that people are not moving in. Like have you ever lunged to the left? What? <laughs> lunge to the right. I did not even know that was possible. Right? Uh, swing your trunk to the left. That's right to the right. Oh, look at that. Obliques. Crazy. <laughs> so unorthodox. Yeah. Throw a punch. Let's get some of that out. Like, why don't we do a little kickboxing, you know? I just love to um, just mix it up so that they're like, ah, right when I think I know you. Yes. You throw this shit at me. And, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it just makes it fun. And that's how I train. I like to just do different stuff. And, you know, I just bought these like crazy KO8 bands that are literally TRX bands on steroids. Oh my they're, God. Yeah. So imagine the typical TRX, but now there are resistance bands attached. So you can detach the, the typical like um, TRX band. 
mm-hmm. and just have resistance. Oh, wow. So, it's insane. I'll have to send you guys. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you okay. can do these crazy plyo push-ups, like you've never done push-ups before, clapping your hands, going behind your head, all sorts of stuff. They're incredible. So I busted those out for my clients. I literally just got certified. And my clients are like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I just oh, love you. God. If I didn't love you, I would make you squat, deadlift, and lunge all day, yeah. day and call oh, it personal God. training. <laughs> So there's two other things I want to talk about before we wrap up. Number one is, you know, just in case there are any other personal trainers out there, every personal trainer runs out, runs into the same problem. Every, I'm more group fitness than personal trainer. Limited hours in the day. You got limited hours in the day and you also have limited energy also, let's be honest. Absolutely. So I feel you taking your business outside of a big box gym and make it your own, you know, at home gym. I feel like that is just a better way of life for you. Would you agree with that? 100%. It's, um, it has literally changed my life, um, for the better. Um, uh, not only just like, you know, just being able to have my clients come to my house and having it that much more personal, like, because I get to pick and choose. It's not just this random, you know, we call them health and fitness consultations of a random human that I don't know whether you're going to show up or not. I personally know who you are because you were either a referral by a very good friend slash client of mine. Um, so I can choose, you know what I mean? Um, and then not only that, but, but mentally, like just, having that freedom, that time, like I can, I can literally go pick up my daughter at any time in the day. If she's sick, um, field trips, I'm at all of them. I'm number one. Like, yeah, I'm going to be with Aaliyah's mom. Like, yeah, you do. I'm awesome. <laughs> you know, like just those little things that just, yeah. it makes it so much better. And Aaliyah just to be like, um, oh, you have a, you have a client tonight? Like, cool. And just comes out and chats with us if she yes. wants, like she knows when to leave and when to stay, you know, it's really cool. It's like so personal. And even like if the kids are, you know, old enough, they can come and hang out with my daughter too. Like, it's just, it's very cool. And it makes it feel like, you know, even though it's out of my house, it's like a mom and pop kind of place where it's just home. Like, yep. yeah, my trainer's, my trainer's home, but you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's such a good feeling. So yeah, it's definitely there's no better gift than time. And I feel like I've just literally been given my time back. You know, I dedicated a lot of time to, um, 24 and to Bally's, which was necessary. It truly was. It was absolutely, I would not have the clients that I have now had I not gone like been there. I mean, if you're, Hey, if you're a starting trainer, start at 24 they'll give you the tools they really do um so I'm always grateful for that but yeah I've just been given the gift of time holy cow (laughs) you know I want to touch on that really quickly too you know the majority of my business is online and of course that people hear that people who are in our industry they're like oh I want to do that because they see the freedom and all of that but you can't just go into it oh my gosh (laughs) I didn't no. teach, I wasn't one-on-one clients, but I taught group classes, multiple of them every day of the week. And so, you know, when you see hundreds of faces every week, you make some friends, you get some clients and that's the best way to do it. So like anyone who's listening and wants to start their own and do on the, do their own, you do need to get into as ma- in front of as many people as possible. Oh gosh. And that's, that's probably been the biggest you know, struggle or I wouldn't say struggle just because I have a great client base, but just the, like, the one thing that I truly miss is, like, just those faces every day. I'm very, I'm an extrovert when it comes to, I'm able to say hi, I can shoot the shit with anyone. Like, I love people. I, like, I'm a very, like, let me see your eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I like to interact with human beings. So, that's just been the one thing, like, you talked about my class when we first started, and that's been the biggest, like, oh, I miss having 30 to 40 people come see me on Tuesday and Thursday nights, you know what I mean? So that's been the one thing that's been kind of sad, but yeah, you, if you're starting out, you have got to make sure to get in this in front of as many people. You can't just start because it's all about it. Truly it's, it's about you as a person and can I connect with you? And I'm not just going to go train with you at the park when I don't even know you. I mean, some people will, but uh, (laughs) I don't recommend it. Yeah. (laughs) Law and order SVU not happening. (laughs) 
I watched too much of that. <laughs> and then the last thing I want to talk about, because it's so cool. So Erica has actually a new venture right now. Can you tell us? Well, it, can you talk about it? Yes, I can talk about it. Let's do this. Okay, so she's got a new <laughs> business venture. Tell us about it. What is it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's called Emotion. And uh, for many reasons, as far as, you know, one, my name's Erica. Everyone calls me E. So that E is emphasized in the emotion. Um, and then really, um, emotion means energy in motion. Um, so, yeah, which is actually really cool. And then, yeah, just motion. Like, we're going to be moving and we're going to get our emotions out. So um, the concept is so different. Uh, it's brand new, which is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> so the concept of working out is not new. And there is also this other concept that people might not be familiar with, but it is out there. And it's called Rage Rooms um, or Smash Rooms. Mm -hmm. And people get to go into these rooms and, you know, take a bat or um, what else? Golf clubs. I've seen crowbars. And they get to just go nuts on an old TV or an old computer, stuff like that, and just kind of go crazy, which is really cool. However, for me, um, smashing like a computer that doesn't really smash up into pieces doesn't really do it for me. But what does do it is the glass. Um, and so I decided, this is all from a dream, P.S. Like I'm a literal like sleeping, wake up, holy shit, I got it. Like I got the next thing that people are gonna do like in Denver like holy cow yes. I think <laughs> we'll see <laughs> and so um yeah so I decided like why not have this like this safe place to throw bottles but let's freaking put paint inside of it and let's watch this shit kind of explode you yeah. know and and be able to kind of just release these emotions that we are constantly told on an everyday basis to keep inside of us yeah. and that's bullshit mm -hmm. and something I'm truly passionate about because I see it every day I see it with children I see it through the parents you know I see it with the parents through their children you know, because Leah's, she's in sixth grade and I just, I've witnessed these behaviors through children, but it's actually not the children's fault. No. Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. It's coming from somewhere else. And I think that our kids have the resources. There are people set in place to help our kids. Who's helping our parents? Who's helping us that are set in these ways of like, no, 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 I'm fine. I got to get through the daily grind. I have to get to work. I um, I'm going to be a burden if I talk to my best friends about what's truly going on, about the depression that I'm feeling. We just constantly push it back. We ignore it. It's fine. And then we just accept this, you know, kind of crazy lifestyle that perpetuates into like even craziness and goes to our kids. Right. And then they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. So why not create, why not create this safe space? We're like, screw it. Go nuts. Like you can come into my place. You'll have about 15 to 20 bottles full of paint and we're just gonna let you guys go nuts on a wall <laughs> not on each other <laughs> so yeah there'll be a canvas set up in front of you and you get to throw these bottles of paint watch that kind of explode and really connect with the bottles what they represent um me and my, um arlie i talked about him early the other instructor will help you guys connect to what does this bottle represent what does it mean right now and just kind of being there for you while there's music playing um, this bottle might represent loss. It might represent anger, fear. Um, it might represent a celebration. I'm getting married. These are my girls with me. And boom, we're just having fun. You know, it could represent anything on the spectrum. I have a baby reveal coming up. So oh, brilliant. Yeah, we're going to black out all the bottles. Is the paint blue or is it pink? We don't know. We'll see. So it can be used for so many different things. So after you throw the bottles, um, it would take you into a full body workout, much like the class that I taught at 24, where you'd see all those people. So it's cool. stations. Um, we'll take you through anywhere from eight to 10 stations um, and, and kick your butt pretty good. Yeah. And then after that, you kind of go into this uh, designated chill room. Um, and it's like a an indoor kind of bohemian, just dope 
like I would say like backyard vibe with like lights and just low lights and and just just kicking it you know and just kind of reflecting on you know your experience that you just had you know and a big part of the experience is um is murals we want you know people to be able to see murals and kind of interact with them take those pictures post them to instagram to your facebooks all that fun stuff get some advertising flowing for us but also i think i mean everyone loves pictures everyone oh, loves yeah. instagram they love facebook so yeah, so we're just looking for the, to have, like, this experience of, like, why not? Like, people, everyone's doing the axe throwing. Everyone goes to, like, sip and, um, sip and paint or sip and create now, you know? So I was like, you know what? I think I got something pretty cool. You do, and, um, you know, I'm always looking for things to do. I'm not anti-alcohol, but I do feel yep. there needs to be more things, social things to do that don't revolve around alcohol. Absolutely. Or, this is a great option. <laughs> take your friends let's go express ourselves and absolutely yeah we really want you to use like the three avenues like I want you to come with Patrick I want you to come with your husband and then next I want you to come with like your your girlfriends you know and then like work friends you know like that's a I truly want to see so that way they then do the same things and bring their groups of, of people in so oh, you have no idea so when I tell people <laughs> to do something they do it so, yeah <laughs> I cannot wait to just blow you up. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, um, I cannot wait. No, I just love it so much because I think it, it gives us a healthy way. You know, there's, there's a fun part of it, but there's also like, sometimes people aren't ready to talk. They're just simply not ready to go to therapy yep. and, and, and it's okay. But at some point you, you do have to realize that we, we have to do something with all that energy. So why not put it in motion, right? Yes. So let's go throw some bottles, get some of that out of you, make it move a little bit and then do something healthy with it. Yes. So don't just like, I, I've been to smash rooms where you go and you smash and it's fun. And then you'll literally be shaking. Mm -hmm. Like afterwards, you have like this kind of cathartic release, but what do you do with that? You know, so in comes Erica. <laughs> And we're working that shit out. Yeah. Here we go, guys. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think. Um, yeah, and, and the cool thing is, I'm not in co uh, competition with anybody. I'm not membership based. It's not yeah. a gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I want you to come on a date night. Like, hey, like let's go. Let's go throw some bottles and work out and cool. hang out afterwards. You can go. You can go get a drink afterwards, go hang out, do whatever, you know, but it's all in a healthy manner, you know, cathartic release, endorphin release, relax. This is Maybe great. I, I, it's going to be wildly successful. I just can't oh, wait so to get started. Well, for you to get started. Thank cool. You. Well, one that. last note on this is um, the adults releasing their emotions. Like mm -hmm. you have to take care of your stuff because you are passing it down. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's, it's been, um, it's been quite a journey for me and self-realization. There's a really good book that I read and it's called, it didn't start with you. Oh. Um, yeah. And it's, um, really touches on how some of the traumas that you might be experiencing or have gone through don't even have anything to do with you actually. And it could be something you're taking on from your parents or your grandparents or, and it's not even just linear. It could be um, like aunts, uncles. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. This book is it's intense. Uh, it gets a little sciency if you're not you know into you know that some of the words. I was like I don't even know what you're saying. But <laughs> <laughs> overall, the book was incredible and so insightful because it really truly made me think about the people in my life um, as far as biological parents go, and it made me just dig a little bit deeper. You know, and it's, it's been really cool, but in that it helps you heal more, heal yourself more and be just more aware of the things that you, the behaviors that you might exhibit or the things that you might, you know, do and pass on to your own kid that you don't even know. You know what I mean? Like you don't even know that it's a simple thing. Like, ah, oh, I, I look fat today. And your kid's just like looking at you, like you've lost your damn mind. Like, what do you, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Cause, cause, cause the children, that doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're mom. Yeah. Right? You're a superhero. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So when we say that, you know, it, there's just those little things that we're not even aware of that we do on a daily basis 
you know, um, that affect them. So the more we're aware of it, the more we can have, I'm all about the future. So the more we can have our kids, you know, just crushing life, Absolutely. you know, just being better. Awareness is where it's at. You can't change it if you're not aware of it. And we could talk about this longer. I do want to wrap it up, but I know you work, do you work with, you work with men and women, but what's the majority? Oh, women for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you ask your women, if their mothers influence the way that they eat, talk about themselves, exercise, it's like 95% and not in a good way. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You literally have to, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says unbecoming right here. Ooh. And, uh, and it literally, <laughs> the tattoo artist was like, you know what that means, right? I was like, not the way you think. <laughs> Cause it's literally, you have to unbecome, um, all the things, all the, all the, the negative, all the bad things that you were taught, you know? And so for me, I had to get that tattoo because I was like, there are things that I was, I was taught that not necessarily things that I want to pass down. You know, so we got to get, we got to shed that stuff and get rid of it. And it's all, all up to us. You know, I could very easily be that person to just, you know, fall into routine and just, you know, do the, the bare minimum to get by and live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, I'm not living the gl most glorious life, but I'm, I'm happy. And that's, that's success, you know, hundred percent. You guys see why I had to talk to Erica. Like, <laughs> seriously we're out we're out here chasing dollars when we should be chasing happiness absolutely yeah and p.s you can have both you can absolutely i will it's happening you will oh <laughs> wait till i send you everybody in the world you're gonna be like kylie <laughs> i'm too busy <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe that's maybe that's for a second store you never right? know we'll see no oh, i can't yeah. wait i'm so excited and i just appreciate you having me on here Anytime. i feel well, so you. blessed yes wait oh my gosh thank you so much for chatting with me today erica i can't wait to get yeah. this out everyone of course yeah I'll no i can't wait all righty thank you so much bye, bye.